0: This is the Holland Assets podcast, where we show you how to start and run your own trucking company. Ever wanted to go out on your own? Follow Chris as he goes through the highs and lows of running on his own authority. Welcome, everybody, to the Holland Assets podcast. This is episode number fifty-two. We're cruising right along. I am Craig, and over there, Chris. How's it going, Chris? I'm well. How about you? Uh, well, I don't. I, you haven't convinced me. That was not very enthusiastic. <laughs> Uh, so, I'm better than you, apparently. I'll, I'll put a, I'll put a little bit bigger smile on. Does that help? <laughs> <laughs> you can hear it, Chris. You can really hear that smile coming through. All right. So, today we're talking about May financials. This is following on the heels of a pretty rough month. And people can go back if they missed the April financials episode. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a pretty rough month for a few different reasons. They can go back and listen to that. But before we get started on May and hear about whether it was any better, um, Chris, I, how's it going? How's the road? How's Mike, your new driver? How's everything going?
1: Uh, Mike's doing a great job. And and May was actually a lot better than April. And a lot of it is because Mike has been doing such a good job. We've been able to keep the, the truck running really well. Um, and so we'll get into that as, as time goes on. I also want to address that, that we, we had a uh, one of our listeners asked about um, my experience with truck driving school. And so I can answer that question at the end of the podcast episode once we've gone through the May financials. But May, it was a good month. It was a lot better than April. I was pleasantly surprised how good of a month it was, um, better than I was expecting it to be. And uh, so we'll get into those numbers. Yeah. Um, before, before we even get into that, I was reading a um, report from DAT, and that's one of the big load boards. So they get a lot of information on loads and pricing and all that kind of stuff. And they just issued a report a couple days ago that kind of compares the the COVID-19, what we've been going through right now, to the 2019 numbers. And we obviously took a big crash um, at the beginning of 2020 because of COVID. Um, but it it looks like we're starting to climb out of that and we're getting closer to what the numbers were at the same time last year in 2019. We're not quite there yet, but we're approaching that, getting back and and. You know the the report talked a lot about they think it's going to get there and it's we're we're getting close.
0: Okay, so at least movement in the right direction, that's encouraging. Movement in the right direction. Yeah. Okay, well, speaking of which, you said that May is a good month, and we're going to talk about the numbers, which people can go see uh, by visiting Hollandassetsllc.com. That's where we have full show notes, and in the case of these financials episodes, which we've been doing every month for the last I don't know how many months, plenty. You can go and see profit and loss statement. Um, you can see, what's the other one, Chris, that I can never remember? The balance sheet. The balance sheet. You <laughs> you can see everything there. So Chris uh, is an open book with Holland Assets and and uh, everything that we talk about, all of that stuff is posted there. So if you're out on the road listening, then obviously you can't follow along there. But when you have a chance, or if you are in a position where you can do it, go to Holland Assets LLC and check those out while you listen um, and it will make these conversations even more illuminating. So I hope people do that. And I hope people find us on Facebook where they can ask questions. Is that where the, uh, t- where today's question came from on Facebook?
1: Um, yeah, it did. Yeah.
0: It okay. Came from Facebook. So yeah, go find Holland assets on Facebook and ask Chris a question and we'll, uh, get to addressing those. And lastly, if you like what we do, leave a five-star review, please. If you don't like what we do, then don't go anywhere near those review systems. Cause, uh yeah we don't we don't need those one star reviews all right so chris how uh, any stories from the road I, I was gonna ask you to dive into the numbers but i forgot to ask you about life on the road have you been um, out this I, month i actually
1: have been out this month i got to do a, a really quick um run while mike was uh taking a little bit of downtime went from salt lake up to billings montana and back and man it was one of the prettiest drives I have been through in the last year. Because so everything on, was actually green? It was green. It was beautiful, beautiful country, beautiful area. Um, I, you, you get up into West Yellowstone, and then you take 191 North, and just a little bit north of of West Yellowstone, I saw there was a small herd of buffalo literally right off the side of the road. And they, they were baby calves. Um, so it was just absolutely beautiful. Just you know, melted your black just, heart. Just melted my heart. Yep. Yeah. And nice. on the way back down, I, I took a little bit different route. Went on 287. And man, they just both really, really pretty drives.
0: Very nice. Very nice. Okay. Any, Anything else you want to relate before we dive into the numbers? No, let's,
1: let's just get right into it. Get okay. into the
0: exciting stuff. Let's do it. All right. So you said it's much better than April. That's all I've got. So yeah,
1: it, how was May? It was, it was surprisingly good with that being said, there's going to be, you know, there's a couple of things that kind of, um, led to making May a little bit better than normal. Um, one of them was we, we ran really pretty hard and we spent a lot more days on the road and we'll kind of get into this a, as we go. So we ran 12,202 miles, which is definitely near the upper end of the number of miles we've we've typically driven in a month. Um, it, it's not way crazy as far as the the number of miles go. So a little over twelve thousand miles, um, twelve hundred deadhead, which is is high. But I was actually kind of surprised when I when I finally kind of totaled up the deadhead miles that it wasn't even higher than it was because there were um, quite a few instances throughout the month of May where we had to do a lot bigger deadhead than I would normally like to because we were either stuck in a bad area um, so we couldn't find a load, or we were trying to avoid being stuck over the weekend. And so we, we just took something that we knew we could get, even though it included a little bit longer deadhead than we typically like.
0: Okay. All right. So 12,000 miles, a little bit high deadhead. What did you end up with revenue-wise?
1: Total revenue was $20,489, which is, um, it, it's not a record, but it's still a solid month. It's a you know a, a pretty good month.
0: Well, I mean, as we've seen, this is going to track pretty closely with the total miles run. And so, you know, depending on what the rates you're getting are, um, you know, as as you said, the total miles run is on the upper end. It's not a record, but it's a good number for, you know, compared to what you've done in months past. And so the revenue is going to is going to show that. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. good. So what what does that bring your rate per mile to? Because that's a number that we care about a lot.
1: It's a dollar sixty eight, which is um, not a not a great rate per mile, um, but it, it's still it's actually kind of right around my um, total cost per mile, which I, I would be willing to bet that in the past when we calculated, I think it was a dollar So it's a little bit higher than that, but not much higher. But with that being said, I think my cost per mile has gone down. Well, th- th- that I know it has because that dollar sixty eight a mile includes when fuel prices were really high last year. So if you remember at right, a couple episodes, I, I talked about how I'm spending about 15 cents a mile less in fuel. So really my cost per mile is probably a little bit closer to um, 150, especially when you, my overall cost per mile is closer to 150, especially when you calculate the fuel costs that we've saved. We're saving a little bit of insurance and and a few other things over time. So. So it's time to recalculate that. It's, it's probably. definitely time to recalculate. I need, I need to look at it and see exactly what it is now. Yeah.
0: Well, it's still good to, you know, if the number is lower, it's good to know that, but it's always nice to shoot as high as possible. So yeah, absolutely. if you're still beating that previous number, that's good. All right. So a buck 68, uh, you're all, you're all in rate per mile. And you said you were running a lot of days on the road. What did your number come out to then?
1: So there was 21 full days on the road, which is definitely a record, and seven partial days on the road. So a total of 28 days um, on the road. Most of them were Mike's. Mike had 20 full days and five partials, so I had one full day and two partials. So that, that's a big reason. We, had to, we, we ran a little bit harder than normal, um, and, and that's we had to, to kind of help. Um, make the company profitable the the f- more you run the more miles you run the more days that you spend out on the road that actually reduces that cost per mile because you, we've talked about fixed cost and variable costs mm-hmm. in the past if you if you need a refresher go back to those um, episodes but the more miles you run and and the more revenue you bring in over time that that's going to reduce those fixed costs and your fixed cost per mile will will go down. Yeah.
0: So you said, uh, 20 of those days were Mike. And so you just did one full day out on the road. Um, sounds like, and maybe one or two partials. Yep. Okay. Very good. Is it, uh, so <laughs> how is it now, Chris, now that you don't have to be out there day in and day out, do you find yourself enjoying the drive a little bit more, uh, because it's kind of once in a while?
1: Um, you know, Probably, but that's even kind of hard to say, partially just because that was such a pretty drive. I mean, I, you, you probably could have done that drive after three weeks on the road and still been like, wow, that was a fun drive. Yeah,
0: All right. yeah well, was- fair enough. Okay, so that gets us to the number that I, I like to hear. I, w- I want to hear about profit. All right, we've got the revenue. You said the revenue was uh, over 20000 And what does that bring us as far as profit because may took or sorry april
1: took a hit um how did may do um may was actually profitable we we not quite but almost recouped most of what we lost four thousand um, the the profit was four thousand forty three dollars and eighty four cents and the loss last, last um month was just over six thousand so we we recoup most of it in may not all of it but uh um, considering everything that's been going on and, and how tough it's been, um, I'll take it. Absolutely. Okay. So that's
0: the the overview numbers. Is there anything specific we want to get into with the, uh, the P&L or the balance sheet, which I remember now?
1: Um, yeah. Just really quick with the P&L, a couple things that we also have to kind of keep in mind of, of why the numbers are the way that they, they are. One, I, I didn't have to make a tractor payment in May. If you remember right. Um Pack our financial that I have my financing through on my truck um, uh, allowed me to defer April and May's payment, So I'll have to make a payment in June, which um, as long as things keep going the way they're going, shouldn't be a problem at all. Um, so that's not showing up on the, the profit and loss statement for May. Then also, you know, like we've talked about, we ran high hard, but repairs and maintenance were also um, just a little bit on the high side.
0: So that's good. I mean, you didn't have to make those payments you will going forward but it's nice to have the relief um what what other things do you want to focus on from that p&l
1: um you know we ran hard that was a big reason we we made a little bit more money than uh than we had in in in, than we would have otherwise um but the other thing that is kind of interesting about this p&l is my repairs and maintenance costs were a little bit higher than normal so that would have you know made it us even more profitable
0: so the the Repairs number was high. Why? What? What happened? Were there incidents? Were there more deer coming after your trucks, Chris? Um, Is no, it a
1: conspiracy? <laughs> no, no deer this time. A uh, no buffalo. Luckily, I didn't hit any buffalo either that were on the side of the road. They, they'd make a really bad mess of the truck. Um, it, it's just, it, it's just kind of the flow of things. Um, I did some some of my preventive maintenance that that needs to be done every now and again. That came up. Then there were. A uh, a few repairs, and I'm drawing a blank on exactly what the repairs were. Uh, there were there
0: was a there was a crazy windstorm uh-huh. uh, a little while ago. Uh, it, does your does your truck? Do you fear for your truck when uh, when the winds pick up out of the canyons here in Utah? Um, you always
1: you worry about it blowing over. There were three that blew over on I eighty uh, a week or so ago. So yeah, Oof. that's yeah that's something. You always I have assume to be careful that's about. not
0: you because you would have led with that.
1: Yeah, that would have been a big deal. No, <laughs> luckily, that was not one of our trucks. That was not our truck. Um, so no, um, it is it, just mostly kind of a bunch of things just all at once can yeah. do. So it, it wasn't anything extra crazy out of the ordinary. It just you know, sometimes that happens.
0: Yeah, and uh, I mean, as as we've done more and more of these financials episodes, I feel like we're working through it really quickly because if you have been following along uh, and listened to those previous episodes, then the lessons start to become more and more easy to see as we go. So the repairs and maintenance costs were high. Well, stuff happens. Hope you've been saving. Yeah, right. absolutely. And so, yeah, there's always money set aside. There's always something that's going to come up. All right, Chris. Well, I feel like we've got a good good sense of why May worked out a little bit better. Hopefully things continue to improve industry wide so that you can get that Rate per mile to to keep climbing, uh, but overall you're pretty satisfied with May.
1: I am pretty satisfied with May. Yeah, hopefully those rates keep going up, so we don't have to run quite so hard. We can run a little bit more reasonably, um, and uh, hopefully not burn Mike out. I that's just one of those things you kind of have to balance a little bit is 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 running hard and and not trying to not trying to run too hard. And, yeah, and I, you know May was probably a little bit harder than I would like.
0: Okay, but well. Uh we do what we gotta do sometimes to stay afloat. So Absolutely. all right. If anybody uh oh wait. Oh gosh, Chris, I almost forgot. Our There's question. a question. There's yeah.
1: a, a listener question yeah. you wanted to address. Uh so who's this coming from? So this question comes from Brett and he just wanted to know he looks sounds like he's trying to get his CDL and uh wants to know a little bit more about my, my CDL school. So I went to Sage Truck Driving School. Um, they've got a location here in the Salt Lake area and it cost me about $3,000 to go through it. And it's kind of interesting, I, I did a bunch of research um, on different truck driving schools before I decided to go with Sage. And all of them have their pros and cons. The thing I liked about Sage and the reason I did Sage is because they could get me into the school quickly and they could get me done quickly. Um, I, I knew the industry well, so I didn't need to do a lot of the hours of service training and a lot of that other regulation type stuff that um, a lot of their courses cover. Um, but with that being said, it, it was really fast and it was really quick. They basically just taught me how to drive the truck. They tra- taught me some backing skills, like by the end of it, I could straight, well, I could straight line back from the beginning really easy. I, you know, I'd grown up on a farm, right? So I'd, I'd had, you know, I could back a trailer with a tractor before I could even had my driver's license. So I've, I've been able to back for a long time, but backing a truck's different. You're backing to a dock doing a 90 degree or a blind side; Those are all different. They, and they didn't teach any of that kind of stuff. Like I'd never back to a dock. Um, I'd back to cones, I'd back to other things, but it's it's just a different experience. So I felt like um, my skills at the end of that, um, as far as some of the more practical stuff, I could get by, but I definitely wasn't what I would consider competent at it. Pa- passable, but not proficient? Passable, but not proficient. That's a really good way to look at it. So my my driving skills, I, I could drive the truck. I, could, I felt like I could drive it safely, but uh, a lot of the more you know, backing in, you know, some of the, I couldn't slide tandems. i never, they didn't train on any of that kind of stuff. So, um, I, I it, it was good because it got me what I needed, but there was a lot more I could have learned as well.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. It's, uh, that kind of gives me an idea and hopefully, uh, what was his name? Uh, Brett, Brett. Hopefully that gives Brett an idea of the kinds of things you might be looking for uh, you know, the information, the skills that you personally need to get, you can f- hopefully find something that's a little bit tailored to you.
1: Absolutely. And one, one thing that I would recommend if you're looking for a little bit more extensive training than that, that I think is you know, typically a really good option. All the community colleges in our area, and I would imagine it's probably pretty similar across the country, the community colleges and Um, some of your technical schools they all have CDL courses and they're usually a lot more extensive and go into a lot more detail
0: well good Chris it's nice to get some uh, questions and address those so I hope people will uh, submit their questions on Facebook find the Holland Assets page there or (laughs)
1: <laughs> or wait for the jets to fly over Jeez, we've had least. a lot of jets today i really cow. have i'm leaving that one in. it's the it that's, that's fine with me it's the sound of freedom i <laughs> I, I love it
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get for trying to record a podcast under the flight path of uh, the local air force base uh, okay so yeah i hope people will submit their questions go to hollandassetsllc.com not only do you get the full show notes there but there's a comment section so you can leave questions and comments there uh, for chris to address and for me to pretend to address it's, I,
1: I can have fun with them too <laughs> absolutely i, I could have answered
0: i could have answered today's question not
1: very well but we'd, we'd love more
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh hope to see you all there leave those five star reviews if you like what we do and uh, chris thanks for coming in i'll see you next week
1: see you next week thanks Craig.